Good evening. Creed, welcome to the Mystery Playhouse. What would you do if a friend of yours were accused of committing murder and circumstantial evidence made him appear to be guilty? He swears to you that he did not commit the crime, but says that unless you protect him by lying about his whereabouts, he will be unable to prove his innocence. What would you do? Well, that's the problem posed by mystery writer William Irish in tonight's play entitled Two Men in a Furnished Room, starring John Beale. began with the housing shortage, Lieutenant Haler. You see, Dixon and I tried to rent this furnished room just about the same time. <clears throat> well, first we argued about who should get it, and then we ended up sharing it. We got along all right, I guess. We even became kind of friends in those three months. But just the same, I did get a little sore, Lieutenant, when he started talking about his girl again. I don't get you, Red. You never even met Estelle, and you're down on her. I don't need to meet her. I know women, that's all. All right, some girl gave you the business. That doesn't mean... I everything. know, it doesn't mean a thing. Have it your own way. Estelle's different. If it weren't for her mother... Yeah, would... I know. My girl had a mother, too. I never met her. You but... think every girl's out for what she can get. Yeah. I'm telling you, Estelle... Oh, let's not... drop it, shall we? I want to read. Uh, well, gee, Red, that's what I want to talk to you about. What? Reading? No. Uh... But, you see, Estelle called me at the office today. Yeah. So? Well, she's got something on her mind, and she wants to come over and talk to me about it. Well, why don't you go over to her place and talk? Well, you know, her mother objects. Yeah, that sounds familiar. So you want me to take a walk, huh? If you don't mind. It's raining out. Yeah, I, I know. G- gee, I hate to ask you to do and this. I don't feel like going to the movies. Look, it won't happen again, Reg. Sure. Honest, Red, honest. Uh, all right. What time's curfew? Uh, it's almost half past eight now. She ought to be here soon. Okay, I'll clear up. Now, you don't have to dodge meeting her. Look, don't take this personal, Dix, but I don't particularly want to meet her, okay? I'll just get my raincoat. Are you sure you don't mind? What's the difference? Yeah, I feel like a heel, Red. Well, forget it. Maybe someday you can do me a favor. I'll be back around midnight. That's the way it is, Lieutenant, when you share a room with another guy. You gotta live and let live. <laughs> That's a funny thing to say, live and let live. Especially the way things turned out. The rain was nasty and cold. I crossed the street heading toward the bar on the corner when I saw this girl... She was on the opposite side of the street, her head down into the rain. But when she got under the street lamp, I could make out what she looked like. She was wearing a green raincoat. Well, she turned into the house, and I stood there looking at the empty doorway for a while and really getting sore. On account of her, on account of her, I had to slop around the rain. I had a good mind to go back then. Yeah, but what was the use? I went into the bar. Bartender, give me a shot of rye, will you? Yes, sir. Sort of wet night out, huh? 
Good weather for ducks. Yeah, but <laughs> ducks. You look mad. <laughs> Fight with your girl? No, nothing like that. You look like you'd like to kill someone. Yeah? Well, give me that shot of rye, will you? Sure. All I've got to kill is three hours' time. It was a long three hours, sitting there and making small talk. Well, finally, I decided I might as well go back to the room. When I got up there, I knocked on the door. That you, Red? Well, who'd you think it'd be, Lana Turner? Open up. Now, what did you knock for? You got a key? What's eating you? Why shouldn't I knock? But maybe your girl is still here. Oh, she's gone, I see. Just a few minutes before you got here. Well, you're some guy. You let her go alone on a night like this? I put her in a taxi. You didn't get wet. Well, I was right at the door. You didn't even get your shoes wet. Okay, okay, I didn't get my shoes wet. What's it to you? Nothing. What are you so nervous about? Can't you even sit still? Ah, leave me alone, Rick. Okay. What happened? Have a blow-up? Now, why should we have a blow-up? I don't know. Hey, what's this on the floor? What? This. Looks like a fastener from a raincoat. A green raincoat. Give me that. Okay, okay, don't grab. Boy, you're really all hopped up tonight. Where are you going? Down to the corner a minute. I want a drink. Well, since when are you drinking at this hour? Since now. Well, take your key. I'm going to bed. I'm coming right back. So long. I didn't get it. It was Dixon acting like he'd had a high tension wire running through him. Oh, I got undressed, washed, took a good look at myself in the mirror, and then got into bed. Just as I was getting set to drop off... Uh, hello? I want to speak to my daughter. Huh? Oh. She promised me to have a definite understanding with you once and for all. But listen... And if you think you'll get anywhere by keeping her till all hours of the night... I'm trying to tell you... is Mr. Dixon, isn't it? No, this is his roommate. Dixon's out. My daughter's left, too. Uh, she left over half an hour ago. Half an hour ago? Then why isn't she back here by now? Well, she'll probably get back any minute. But it's only six blocks. What could have happened to her? It took me a while to get to sleep, but after a bit of tossing around, I finally made it. Only it didn't last very long. Hello. Is that Mr. Dixon? No, this is still his roommate. I want to speak to Mr. Dixon right away. In just a second, let turn on the light. Oh, Mr. Dixon isn't here yet. But it's after three o'clock. Well, isn't your daughter back? No, she isn't. What's he done with her? Where is she? I don't know. Maybe... I warned her about him. I'm going to call the police. Wait a second. That's all. I'm going to call the police. Wait a second. Wait, I think I hear him coming. Hello? Hello? Uh. Red, you still up? Well, what does it look like I am? Shut the door. You're phoning somebody? No, somebody was calling you. Me? Who? Your girl's mother. Mrs. Michaels? What does she want? Your girl never got home, Dix. What? You heard me. She never got home. But that's impossible. She lived... Only six blocks from here, I know. But her mother says she never made those six blocks. Listen, Red, what are you... She's phoned twice. She says you're going to call the cops. The cops? But why? You need a diagram? It doesn't take three hours to make six blocks in a taxi. If she left here in a taxi. You sure you put her in a cab? 
Well, to tell you the truth, Red, I, I didn't take her down to the door. You told me you took her down and put her in a cab. I know, but we had an argument. She walked out on me. I was ashamed to tell you. I... Well, go on. Well, I, I heard her whistling for a cab from the doorway downstairs. I heard it plain, and I heard a cab drive up. Did you see her get into it? Well, I got over the window just a second too late. I saw her arm pulling the door catch. Oh, that's not much of a story. Uh-oh. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the cops. Red, you've got the stick by me. Why should I? Red, don't you see... Outside of me, no one saw her leave here. She ends here. If anything happened to her... Just a minute. Red, you've got to tell them you saw her getting in the cab, too. But I didn't but see But you her. would have if you'd come along just ten minutes before. I swear it. I swear it. I'm not... Open up in there. Red, what are you going to do? Well, what do you expect me to do? I'm going to open that door. <laughs> that night the girl disappeared was only a curtain raiser, Lieutenant. Dixon, of course, told his story about seeing her get into the cab. The cop only asked me if I was there. I said no and let it go with that for the time being. As I said, that was just a curtain raiser. That show really got started the next afternoon when I came back from my job at the bank and found you sitting there in our easy chair pretending to read a newspaper, you remember? Well, shut the door. Who are you? Lieutenant Hiller, homicide. Surprised? No, not surprised. Then shut the door. How'd you get in? Super let me in. You must be Carl. Yeah. Fellow that lives here with Dixon. That's me. A girl named Estelle Michaels came here last night, didn't she? Okay if I sit down. I'm kind of tired. No, go ahead. Well? There was a girl here last night. And I think her name was Michaels. Did you see her come in? I think so. From across the street. About 8.30. What time did you get back here? Close to 12. Is the girl still here then? No. She just left. How do you know? Did you see her or did your friend tell you? Well, I was good as saw her leave. What do you mean by that? Well, as I came back here, I saw someone getting into a taxi. And I, I saw Dixon at the window looking down. When I got upstairs, he told me she just left. Draw your own conclusions. Had you ever seen this girl before? No. Just earlier, last night. Okay. That's all for now. And stick close by and make sure your friend does, too. I want to see you guys again. After you left, I felt sort of weak. I was getting involved in this mess. To protect Dixon. And why should I? How did I know he was telling the truth? How did I know they wouldn't pull me in as an accessory if his story blew up? I was building up a good deal of resentment against Dixon when he came home. And then again, I, I couldn't help feeling a little sorry for him. Hiya, Red. Anyone been here? Yeah. A cop named Hiller. What's happened to you? Well, they had me down at headquarters all afternoon. I thought they weren't going to let me go. Why shouldn't they let you go? Because in their minds, I'm already guilty. Of what? Well, whatever it is, I'm guilty. I had to admit I quarreled with her. Don't you see, Red? I was the last person on earth to see her leave this place. Listen, you've got to call up. Who? Her mother. Uh, it's only natural you should call up her mother and say you're worried about that girl. No, Red, I can't. What's the number? I can't, Red. What's the number? It's... It's Chelsea 25772. 
Now, listen, Red, I... You got to. Don't you understand? You want me to believe your story, don't you? Yeah, but I don't understand... Then talk to her. Stop acting guilty. Mrs. Michaels, please. Who's this one, sir? And tell her Dixon wants to speak to her. Here, you take it. Hello? Hello, Mrs. Michaels? This is John Dixon, Mrs. Michaels. Well, well I, ju- I just want to find out... But, Mrs. Michaels, I swear I... I can't talk to her right here. Give me the phone. Hello, Miss Michaels? Uh, this is Mr. Dixon's roommate. I'm getting out of here. I gotta get out. They're gonna get me for this, sure. You run away and you're cooked. And they'll know you did it. I didn't do it, Red. Don't you believe me? I don't know. Red, listen, you know me. Do you think I'm the kind of guy who could kill somebody? What do I know, really? Sure, I've lived in this room with you for three months. But what do I know about you? I didn't do it, Red. You remember that raincoat fastener I found last night? It came from her raincoat. How come? I told you, we had an argument. She wanted to leave and I was trying to hold her back. I was holding onto her raincoat and... Don't you see how this looks for me, Red? Yeah, I see. Maybe you'd better clear out. Oh, gee, I, I, I knew you'd see it my way, Red. Uh, look, can, can you lend me some dough? I'm dead broke. Well, I can lend you 20. I'll pay you back. Yeah? Oh. Yeah. Oh, gee, thanks, Red. I, I'll get in touch with you somehow. Where are you going to be? I don't know yet. I'll, I'll let you know. Thanks again, Red. 20 bucks and I get Thanks. Boy, what a sucker. Dixon hadn't left any too soon, Lieutenant. I'd hardly had time to put on some coffee and light a cigarette when you came in again. Hello? Hmm? Where's Dixon? I don't know. Beat it, I guess. Yeah? Where'd he go? How should I know? He doesn't tell me everything. You're covering for him. Why should Don't I? Don't be a sucker, Red. <laughs> That's funny. What's funny? Nothing. Okay, then, Red, let's get going. Where to? Headquarters? No, not yet. First, I'm going to take you to the Michaels' house. Maybe when you see the girl's mother, that'll make a difference. That six-blocks ride in the headquarters car took maybe three or four minutes. But in that time, I did plenty of thinking. So at last, I was going to meet the girl's mother. And then what? How far could I go in this whole thing? How far could I protect Dixon? You remember the house. One of those places that was fashionable about 25 years ago. The apartment was dark and dingy with a lot of old furniture. And the mother... She looked old and dried up, too. She was lying in a bed in that room that smelled like it had been a sick room for years. This is Michaels. This is Dixon's roommate. I, I'm sorry, Mrs. Michaels. Your voice. It sounds familiar. I've spoken to you on the telephone. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting. Tell me your story, Carl. Do I have to? I think you'd better. Okay. Well, I was coming back home that night, Mrs. Michaels, and... I saw a girl getting into a cab. You saw a girl? That's right. Just a flash. 
And like I said, I, I saw Dixon at the window looking down into the street. You saw Estelle getting into the taxi? I saw a girl. I guess it was your daughter, ma'am. Now, Red, listen. Think carefully. You were close enough to see the girl getting into the cab. Now, she must have hailed it, right? Well, Did you hear her shout or whistle? Well, now that you mention it... Well? I did hear her whistle. You liar. What? You liar. You didn't hear her whistle. Yes, I'm sure... She couldn't whistle. She never whistled in her life. You didn't see my daughter leave that house. When we got out on the street, you turned on me. You knew I hadn't told the truth. Well, Red, what do you say now? All right, he was lying to me. You still want to cover for him? Well, leave me alone, can't you? He didn't leave her alone, Carl. We found the body. Not pretty. Want to come down to the morgue and have a look at it? No, no. He strangled her, Carl. Then he dragged her up to the roof. Even went to the trouble to carry the body across a couple of buildings. You know he isn't a very strong guy. Well, you can make two of them. But he carried that girl's body across a couple of roofs and then threw it down an air shaft. Want to take a trip to the morgue, Red? You let me go. And I went back to the room, feeling sort of sick all the way. When I got there, the phone was ringing. Hello? Who is this, please? Who do you want? Who's talking, please? What number do you want? Dixon? Don't use my name. Is anyone there? No. How are things going? I got news for you. Where can I reach you? Y- you better tell me on the phone. No, I gotta see you. Where are you? Well, I'm afraid... I can't tell you over the phone. All right. I'm at 619 East 10th Street, third floor rear. 619 East 10th Street, third floor rear? Yeah, that's right, in red. Make sure no one follows you. Don't worry. I'll come along. What I was going to do, it wasn't very pleasant. But what else could I do now? It was the only way I could save my own skin. And just because he'd roomed with me for three months, that didn't mean I had to have any sense of loyalty to the guy or anything like that. I was in this deep, and now I had to get out. Are you sure you weren't followed, Red? I made sure. Gee, it's good to see you. What's been happening? They found the girl. They found her? You mean... At the bottom of an air shaft. Bottom of an air shaft? Dead. She's dead? Well, what'd you think? Red, I was in love with that girl. What did she say to you? What did she do that made you go off your nut? I didn't kill her, Red. I couldn't kill anybody. But you told me you put her in a taxi. But I admitted that was a lie. You know why I said that. You told me you heard her whistling for a cab. You let me lie to the cops about that. She did whistle for a cab. Her mother says she couldn't whistle. What? You heard me. She couldn't whistle. Well, I didn't know that. I, di- I didn't know that. Isn't that too bad? But I tell you, I heard somebody whistle. Maybe it was a bird. And I saw somebody get in, getting into a cab. Sure, sure, I know. Okay, Dick, let's drop the act. I'm going to call the cops. No, Red, you can't. I won't let you. Put down the phone, Red. Where'd you get that gun? The pawn shop. With my dough. Where you You're dirty... You're not going to call the cops, Red. Not even if I have to kill you. I'm not going to let him get me for something I didn't do. Now, stand still, Red. Don't move. Give me that gun. No. No. Ah. 
Operator, give me the police. Police, my name is Wesley Carr. I'm at 619 East 10th Street, third floor rear. I've just had to shoot someone. The guy who killed that girl last night. Well, that's the whole story, Lieutenant Hiller. It was him or me. I didn't want to shoot him. I know, Red. Well, we just got a report from the hospital. Dixon died in the ambulance on the way over. What? Well, maybe it's better this way. Think so? I don't know. Maybe it's better. I was really sorry for him. You know I tried to cover up for him. I thought maybe he was innocent. Until that business about the whistling. For sure. I won't get in any trouble about that, will I? About that? No. No, we're willing to forget that. Thanks. Can I go now? Well, just a minute, Con. Stevens. Yes, sir? Bring in the girl. The girl? But she's dead. Yeah, I know. Here she is, Lieutenant. All right, sit down, miss. I don't get this. That's not Estelle. Is it? Did you ever see this girl before, Carl? No. Did you ever see her, miss? Never. Where were you at midnight last night? But I told you. Tell me again. I want him to hear. I was in front of the house where that girl was killed. And what did you do? I whistled for a cab. And it came and you got into it? That's right. That's all. Stevens, take her outside. Yes, sir. Come on. You mean Dixon was telling the truth? That's right, Carl. Well, then, Estelle Dixon didn't... thought he saw her get into that cab, but it wasn't her. Someone was waiting for her on the stairs, Red. A guy she'd met while she was a canteen hostess. A guy she got tired of when he was overseas. A guy who hated her for throwing him over. A guy we've been investigating on the QT. But who? A guy who recognized her earlier the night she was killed. A guy strong enough to strangle her, Red. Strong enough to carry her across a couple of roofs. And throw her down into an air shaft. In other words, Carl, you. Okay. You've been pretty smart. But she had it coming to her. Yeah? Well, in about three months, I guess. That's what they'll be saying about you, Ed. Radio Service, the voice of information and education.